0: welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here back again. As I understand it, you're launching a new campaign, which is incredible for Women for Women International, of course. So can you just explain how it came about and why it's so important?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Scarlett, for having me on and for being able to share with you and your fantastic listeners about this new campaign that Women For Women International is launching in October. It's called Hope in Sisterhood. And I just really love that title. So we're going to use the hashtag Hope in Sisterhood, um, you know, throughout the month of October to celebrate the power of sisterhood and the hope that resides within sisterhood and I know you more than anyone knows exactly what that means and how powerful it is um, and this is a campaign to really shine a light on the power of the sponsorship program that women for women is running where you can support one woman with 22 pounds a month for a year to enroll in the women for women international program to learn new skills meet other women regain confidence and and find have rebuild your life after obviously see a lot of the horror and and war that women in our program will have experienced Mm -hmm. and um and, and and obviously through this connection you are also sending a message of hope and sisterhood actually to that woman because she knows that there is a sister in another country on the other side of the world often who is supporting her who believes in her and within that connection there resides so much hope and so we are trying to celebrate those connections throughout the month of October really by shining a light on a very special um, relationship that I had with my first sponsor sister um, her name is Amala, and I supported her in 2009. So, you know, 11 years ago, a long time, she was my first sister. So when I started working at Women for Women International, I wanted to also support myself in my personal capacity. And, um, and, and so one of the, the aspects that we, that we nurture in, in, this, in this kind of um, sponsorship relationship is to, um, to ask the sponsor and also obviously the woman who's being supported, if she can, to write letters to to solidify this connection and really show that um, that you know there is someone who believes in you someone who thinks of you who cares for you Um, because we know that it's not just about the financial support that you're giving it's not just about the skills that you're learning it is actually fundamentally about remembering that you are not alone and I think that is the same for all of us Um, but you can imagine if you're living in a country that's been um, affected by extreme poverty and by violence and by and you have experienced trauma uh, it is often the case that we feel we're the only ones who've experienced this and perhaps there's something wrong with us and we you know and and it becomes very hard to get out of our head to to realize that these are structural issues that we are experiencing and that there are many others who are experiencing these too and that we are not alone and there are in fact many people all around the world who are standing in solidarity with us and um, and that is obviously at the heart of what Women for International is doing and so, um, so the power of being able to write letters and write messages and, and show this connected humanity is absolutely vital to the work that Women for International is doing and, and is also absolutely at the heart of it. And so, um, so when I first sponsored my, my sister Amela, we were able to exchange letters. She was able to write. Not all women are able to write. In fact, many, the majority of the women we we um, support are, are not very literate and sometimes our staff will help them to write messages. So it really varies. But in this case, Amela um, you know, was from Bosnia and uh, she was able to write back to me, and she would write in Bosnian, and then we had have a team of volunteers who translate the letters, Um, and so you'd get the original letter with the translated version, And, um, and in that way, and obviously I would write my letters, and they would get translated in Bosnian, so it takes months, you know, for a letter to arrive, but when it arrives, it's very, very special, and so one of the letters that I received from Amila was a very special letter. And um, really moved me, moved me so deeply on a personal level. This was really me as Britta, I wasn't as you know the executive director of Wonderful International. It was me as a human connecting with another human, so Britta and Amina. And um, and that letter, and I'm not going to give it away because this is all part of the campaign. But that letter really became my like my talisman. It became my my shining light for the next eleven years, um, that I would pretty much take to anywhere whether I was meeting with a group of bankers or whether I was meeting with a student society or whether I was you know it didn't really matter who I was meeting with I just took that letter and and I read the letter um to whoever I was meeting and and you could see the impact literally see the ripples that Amala was creating and that love and that sisterhood that was so clear in the letter and um and so obviously, as you can imagine, Scarlett, for a while after I, um, you know, after a couple of years, I, I had this desire to tell Amela because obviously there was Amela in, in Bosnia, in Doboy, in, you know, in a far away, very remote area of Bosnia. Not having the slightest idea of the incredible impact that she was having around the world, inspiring hundreds and thousands of people to also sign up to sponsor a sister, to support Women for International, to believe in the power of sisterhood, and um, and so I tried, I tried. I said to my team, you know, could you think you could try and get in touch with Amela? Because obviously, after women graduate after a year. don't necessarily stay in touch with all of them i mean we've helped over half a million women it's you know obviously that logistically isn't possible and sometimes women move and sometimes it's hard and um and so we tried and the team weren't able to find her and so so i just you know kept kept going and i kept talking about Amala, and we actually i remember making a film a few years ago like three three four years ago um about the woman behind the news um kind of the news Agenda, and um, and I started it with a quote from Amela letter and anyway, so so she you know she kept having this impact, and um, and I kept every time I went to Bosnia, I kept asking the team, can you try and find Amela, and um, and anyway, eventually two years ago, exactly two years ago, I was going to Bosnia. It was my tenth anniversary at Women for International, and I just said, i want to try one more time and they found her via facebook somehow got in touch with her she was she had she then later told me she had not looked at facebook in years happened to look at the nan and I was like oh Britta and then she like messaged back saying yes I want to meet Britta and I honestly started I remember feeling like a schoolgirl. girl She's thinking oh my goodness I'm gonna meet Amela because at that point I literally thought I had made this all up somehow I had made this all up this magic impact that Amela was having and and and, and this connection we had and Anyway, so long story short, I went to see her for the first time two years ago and I met her and it was beyond anything I could have ever have imagined. Um, we communicated with the help of a translator and I told her about the impact that she has had and she literally tears were rolling down her face and she just looked at me and he said, you know, Britta, all my life... I have wanted to believe that I can have an impact, that I can be bigger than what I see. And now you are here telling me, mm. it's just too much. You know, she, she was just, and I just, for me again, Amela did something to me in that moment. It just, she made me realize that is what connects all of us, Scarlett, that we all just want to know That we can have a bigger impact than that what we can see and then we have to believe it because you know what i just kept saying maybe i wouldn't have found amela that would have not meant that she didn't have the impact it would just have meant that she couldn't have seen it Mm. but you know we have to all believe that we have a way bigger impact than we can ever ever imagine and that that impact is connected is is when we are connected right, is when we allow ourselves to see each other as a part of a whole. That's just, that, that's just why, and, and and I think therein lies so much hope, and that is why we are calling this um, campaign Hope and There, There are some other elements that I'm not going to give away, because I want you all to follow our campaign and to see the film that we made a year ago, because I went back And I saw Amala and we we decided we, we wanted to film, somehow try encapsulate this story and this connection to share it with the world, to give hope and um, and so I, yeah, so I, I can't wait for, for all of you to see it and to share it and to, and to believe and you know and to, to to celebrate sisterhood, celebrate with the women in your life um, and tell them what they mean to you, Tell them what impact they're having on you, because we don't do that enough, right?
0: And for anyone who doesn't know, I've seen the trailer, I know it's going to be stunning. For anyone who's not quite sure, what does it mean to sponsor a sister? Because obviously someone can head to your website, they can sign up. It's a program that they can start doing and they can start writing letters. But what does it really mean? What does that year look like?
1: Yes, and um, Scarlett, it is it's an incredible um investment. You know, we talk about it as an investment. It's an investment that you make in a sister on the other side of the world. And that sister sees it as an investment. Right from the beginning, we talk to women about this is an opportunity. Here is what you would learn, here is what you would access, here is how your life would likely change. Would is this something you would like to do? And so that's really important that women don't feel it's a handout, it's an active decision. Um, and it immediately signals that you are the agent of change. You are the one who can only empower yourself. No one can do that for you. And, um, and, and, so, and then basically what it entails is, a, it's, we call it a life skills program. And it very much starts at the beginning really with building trust. Trust amongst the 25 women who will be enrolled in the same class, which is so important because one of our key outcomes is that we that we create social networks, that we we break the isolation. So that's a really important step. Um, and then really important that women know about their health that they have basic access to knowledge that will absolutely change their lives. You know, if they know how to prevent unwanted pregnancies, how to prevent um, preventable diseases, how to look after their hygiene and and the hygiene of their families, that immediately elevates their own well-being, which is essential to their ability to then earn and sustain an income which is the third key outcome that we teach women practical skills that they choose depending on the country they live in we offer different skills depending on the market and women can choose which skills they would like to learn with a, with a view to then um, you know earning and sustaining an income um, at the end of the program um, and then lastly that they know their voice and their rights and that they have power because we all do Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's and so we te- you know we teach them about their but about their rights about um you know how they can participate in elections how they can have their voice heard whether it's at family level or at the village level or the you know the wider kind of um, national level, so it's it's really those four key outcomes that we focus on and 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 practically what it means is you know every week every other week depending on the countries and how we can you know uh, make it work women will come together for a couple of hours and they will be trained on the different modules so for each one of the four outcomes we have different modules it's a very you know well developed and thought out um, program um using a lot of visual prompts and because obviously a lot of our women are um illiterate so there's a lot of repetition a lot of engagement a lot of really active um teaching because obviously women are not able to necessarily take notes or anything like that so um yeah, so it's really practical, very holistic. It looks at women as a whole person and and, and you know and, and acknowledges the interconnectedness of confidence, knowledge, voice, and community.
0: Wow, and can you just mention some of the countries where your program is active, Britta?
1: Yeah, thank you. So we so we um we work in countries like Northern Iraq and um In Afghanistan, we've just started partnering with a local organization in Syria, which I'm really, really excited about because the situation in Syria is is unspeakable. And just because it's been going on and we feel like we've been bombarded with the news, Don't forget, these are real people, real lives and women in particular, women and children are suffering in ways that are undescribable. So, um, and then we work in in four African countries in South Sudan, in Rwanda, Nigeria, and, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And we also um, are still in partnership with our local organizations in Bosnia and Kosovo, where we, you know, where we started our work um, over over 25 years ago now. So those are the the countries. So these are all countries, um, you know, to a very large extent, um, who suffer from extreme poverty and have a legacy of conflict and violence. That is, that is really where we um, put our focus
0: and it really is such an incredible program that you have developed it really is so amazing i now know so much about it and i really enjoyed following so many different you know projects that you're doing but I think this one is just I think it's just beautiful and I cannot wait for it to come out now obviously in the western world we are a little bit shielded during the pandemic you know it's all kind of about ourselves and what we're going through but I know that the impact has been so devastating out there Britta so can you just share that with our audience because it is really hard unless we go looking for the news and the impact out there we're not really being told it so could you maybe highlight some things that they're going through out there right now
1: yeah i think it's really important that you say this scarlett you know i was talking to christina lamb an amazing um you know war journalist and a foreign correspondent and she was talking to me about her extreme frustration that the news are not um, I've literally are so focused on so inward looking right now that you can barely find any um, international news and, and, and let let alone any news about how the, the COVID um, um, virus is, is a pandemic is impacting women in countries affected by conflict. So and obviously it is and, and it's infecting it's impacting all of us. But when you are living in a situation where your um your your, your livelihood depends on your daily earnings and you're living in a country that is in lockdown and you're not allowed to leave your house, then you have no earnings and there is no social infrastructure and there's no one to to support you really. I mean, obviously the neighbors, and this is the incredible thing that we've seen, neighboring, um, you know, neighbors will support and and the community will, you know, come together and, and do what they can. But it's harsh. And really, the pandemic is 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 an economic crisis, much more than a health crisis. That is what we saw immediately. And that continues to be the case. So we have we did what we could absolutely to educate women and to provide them with access to knowledge um, about how to prevent the impact of the pandemic. um, But also how to, you know, we we help them with getting access to um, soap and, 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 you know, um, uh, protective gear, etc, etc which was very important because they many women don't um, you know don't have access to those but um, but the the real issue was much more one of um, the economic situation which is why we decided that we would continue to provide the cash stipend that is part of our program so even though we had to suspend the normal program because we couldn't meet obviously 25 people couldn't meet we continued the cash stipends that was incredibly important in order to continue to provide them with a basic um, livelihood and income and then secondly, it, was a, it really was a crisis of isolation and that the women were feeling re-traumatized by not being able to leave their homes, by being cut off again. Um, because that is once you, you know, I guess once you see the power of being together in a community of women, to suddenly not have that anymore can be re-traumatizing. And in fact, some of my staff, um, our my colleagues um, you know, in, in, in some of the countries where we are operating said to me that it, it reminded them of what it was like during in Bosnia, for example, during the, the siege in Sarajevo where you couldn't leave your home and you were completely cut off. And and you know, she said to me, and last time it didn't end well. you know, And so it brings these things back up. And, and those are the things that I think we don't think about you know that we are not aware of the the psychological impact the the mental health and and then obviously the global increase in violence domestic violence um against women which was something that i know we've experienced in the uk but that has also been the case in uh, in the countries where we have been operating so it's been really tough mm-hmm. and i've been really inspired by the ongoing support that our sponsors and supporters have been giving um, and, and and they have been um, able to support their neighbors but also support women in countries affected by conflict and I think we have to look for an end you know a and D not an or you know it's not either or like either we support our neighbors or we support women in countries affected by conflict. it has to be an end a and D. we have to be able to do both. And, um, and and largely that is what I have seen which is wonderful and then obviously the S always the women in our program and the teams working there have inspired me beyond expression literally in terms of their innovation and how they've been finding ways around it um, you know whether that is buying sim cards so that you know women can pool. One phone and stay in touch using WhatsApp, where people have um, phones to continue to provide information. I mean, you know, you name it, and they just, you know, they're, they're going to do it. I mean, there is no holding back. So it's, um, so there is always a civil, like, there's always hope. There is always hope.
0: And speaking of which, because I'd love to finish this on a positive note, Britta, because no matter how many times I talk to you or how many times I hear these stories, I always end up welling up and trying to remain professional and I really, really struggle, but I do want to finish on a positive note. I'd like to know what keeps you hopeful, Britta, bearing in mind this campaign is all about exactly that.
1: It's all about hope. I mean, you know what? It's a mindset. Mm. It's a mindset. And, and I, was, I was thinking, I was reading this fantastic book by Sophie Walker um, called The Five Rules of Rebellion. And I think this is really relevant, right? Because we are, and I, in my book that's forthcoming, I write about the fact that I believe we are all activists. We are all activists. And, and maybe when we look at some activists like you, right, Scarlett, it's intimidating. You kind of think, well, I can't do what Scarlett has done. You know, that's like way too much. Don't compare yourself Mm -hmm. and activists can also do one little thing in your neighborhood. It doesn't matter. Or in your home, if you create change in your home that you want to see, you know, it's a don't, don't have, don't have put yourself down before you've even started. So I think we are, well, I know we are all activists and, and, and for me, hope is my fuel. And, and, and actually, Vick Sophie says something like um, hope is the joyful, it's, it's the most kind of joyful, rebellious act. Because it is, isn't it? Because if you look at the world right now, isn't it trying to tell us there is no hope? This is the worst it's ever been. Oh, my God, it can't get any worse. And, you know, switch on the news and you're literally like, Ugh! and, and to, to then rebel and say, you know what? Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to have hope. That is my mindset. I believe that because, you know what, Scarlett? all the people that i meet they give me hope so i don't know how the news you know are, are being constructed but i know that the people i talk to they want to help they feel connected they want to do better they want to know more you know so that is what gives me hope that is what gives me hope absolutely and i think it's just not an option not to
0: mm-hmm so beautifully said well thank you so much again Britta, for coming on to the podcast again it's amazing to speak to you i'm so excited looking forward cannot wait until this campaign is out in the world so thank you again for your miraculous work Scarlett. thank you and thank you for everything you do and and to all of your listeners absolutely
1: super exciting i hope that you will support our hope and sisterhood campaign and and i can't wait to hear from you what you think so thank you